Hey, Andy, did you hear that man whistle? Sure did, Amos. That whistle means Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Rinso New. That's right. That means that this is Sunday and we are on the air for Rinso with Solium. <laughs> With Lou Lubin, Lillian Randolph, Roy Glenn, Sir Brenner, Corny Anderson, Jeff Alexander and his orchestra, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Yes, sir, the Amos and Andy Show, brought to you by Lever Brothers Company, makers of new Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. That's why Rinso gets your clothes whiter and brighter than new. Rinso Rinso Well, a few days ago, Andy's next-door neighbors moved out of their apartment. They left a pile of discarded items outside their door, and Andy immediately appropriated whatever he thought he might have use for. At the moment, he's up in his room showing some of his loot to the kingfish. Yeah, well, Brother Andy, I see you done left a nice pair of shoes there for you. Yeah, their soles is in good shape. The only trouble is they don't fit me. They're size 13. <laughs> well, maybe you could cut the toes out and you might be able to jam them big flappers of yours in there, you know? Yeah, well, here, here's the best thing of all that I got. Yeah, what you got there? What is this thing? This is a phonograph with an automatic change on it. Hmm. Ain't got no cabinet and the works is sticking out there, but I think the thing still runs. Yeah, yeah, a lot of machinery there, all right, and wires and springs and things. Uh, plug the thing in there, and uh, let's put a record on the thing there. Yeah, they left a few records here, too. Oh, yeah, I see a stack there. Yeah, pick one out, Kingfish. Go ahead. Yeah, let me get you, uh, let me see, uh, what you got, uh, here's Pony Boy with Eva Tangway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cohen on the telephone. <laughs> uh, Cohen has got a hunk out of him there, see? Yeah, somebody bit him there, look like. Oh, yeah. Here's one here, look here. Afternoon of a fawn. It don't say on the label who it's writ by, but I think it's some fellow by the name of Tchaikovsky or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I heard of him. I think he's the Cab Calloway of Russia, yeah. <laughs> uh, then, uh, you want to hear there's the afternoon of a fawn? Nah, what I care what a fawn does with his afternoon. <laughs> I agree with you. Even if the throws in the fawn in the morning and the evening, too, he still ain't got nothing there. Yeah, you said it. Yeah, here's the orchestra record, Joe. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, hmm. Now, let's put this thing on you. Yeah, I'll stick it here on the changer. Mm-hmm. The that's spring it. on that changer arm looked a little loose, so I done tightened it up. Yeah, lay it there. That's it. Now, push the button and start the thing. <laughs> what happened? Kyle Lombardo just went out the window. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a good way to change records, all right. But, <laughs> you know, that might get to be a little expensive. Yeah, well, if you have a big party here, you can always have one of the guests to stand by the window with a catcher's mitt there, you know. <laughs> Say, here's a new record here. Look here, it's sung by that Eloise Walker. Oh, yeah, yeah, Eloise Walker, the Nightingale of the South, yeah. She's really popular on them junk boxes already, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen pictures of her, too. Mm-hmm. Boy, there's a gal that really sends me. Mm. Before I play her record, so I'm going to take this machine down to the shop and get it fixed. Yeah, you don't want her going out the window with Guy Lombardo. No, I hold her back. What you saying, Henry? You said that Andy has done fell in love with a phonograph record? Yes, that's right, Kingfish. It all started when he heard a record of Eloise Walker. 
He bought every record she's made, and he just lays there on his bed and keeps playing them over and over again. Hmm, he really go for the girl, huh? Well, in the half hour that I was there, he got up and kissed the phonograph three times. <laughs> One time, the changer gave him a pretty nasty whack in the eye. <laughs> Holy smoke, he fell in love with a girl just by hearing the records, huh? That's strange. Well, it's just like that fella that fell in love with the statue, Pig Mulligan. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I didn't know about that. And to fall in love with a singer that he ain't never seen. Well, I guess it's just the glamour of show business. Oh, yes. You know, as a matter of fact, that's what first attracted me to my wife, Clara. She was of the theater. Well, I didn't know that, Henry. What type of thing did she do? Oh, for years. She was a member of the Eight Flying Costellas. Oh, the circus, huh? Oh, yes. You know, in their act, they worked way up at the top of the tent and spun around while hanging by their teeth. But Clara made the mistake of not quitting while she was young. No, she did, huh? <laughs> I remember one night in Madison Square Garden, she left the act suddenly, but her teeth stayed with him. Uh, well, you say that Andy really crazy about that Eloise Walker, huh? Nightingale of the South. Oh, yes. He told me he'd give anything to meet her. Yeah, well, he got about as much chance of meeting a gal like that as uh, he couldn't possibly... He wouldn't stand a... Uh, he say he'd give anything, huh? Yeah. You know, Henry, I think his chances is getting better. Well, Kingfish, I can see the general direction that your mind is twisting in, but uh, how are you going to work it? You don't know the girl. You don't know anybody in the show business. Listen, Henry, I just got an angle. I tell you, when it comes to giving Andy the business, there's no business like show business. I... <laughs> I guess I'll go on into Kingfisher's office here. Hmm. What's this sign he got on the door here? Lonely Hearts Club for Theatrical Peoples. George Stevens, proprietor. Our motto, if you is lonely or homely, phone me. <laughs> well, now get on in here. Yeah, hi, Kingfish. Oh, you, brother Andy. Well, I'm too busy and lonely and people to talk to you right now. Running a lonely horse club, you have to get on out to play. It's a busy. Lonely? But, Kingfish, why should theatrical peoples be lonely? Well... After all, out in Hollywood there, ain't most of them stars been married to each other at some time or other? Suddenly, <laughs> <laughs> Andy, they're married, all right, but you see, they turn around and they separate from each other, and Andy, they're all so busy out there marrying and separating and separating and marrying that... They ain't had time to get acquainted, you see what I mean? <laughs> Wait a minute, you ain't all doing that. What about them child stars? Well, I tell you, Andy, the way they work it, their mothers and fathers keep separating until they get old enough to take over, you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I guess all that separating would make them lonely, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read in the paper where one of our biggest Hollywood stars is in the hospital with cuts on her arms from her wrist up to her shoulder there. Oh, all right. on account of loneliness. All on account of loneliness, huh? Yeah, she was sitting at home the other night watching television, and she got so lonely she tried to hug Arthur Godfrey right through the tube. You see? <laughs> well, I guess that'd nick you up a little, all right. Yeah. <laughs> but tell me this, uh, what kind of lonesome clients has you got in this club of yours? Well, I'll read you a few of the names here from a catalog. Yeah. Lovely people, you ever kind of give you an idea? There's Hedy La Jackson. Mm -hmm. Then there's Jennifer Washington. There's uh, Eloise Walker. Uh, hold it, hold it. Wait a minute. Eloise Walker? Mm -hmm. Hey, Kingfish, that's the gal I'm in love with. How soon can I meet her? Well, Andy, the function of the club is not to meet them, you see. We just set up a correspondence between you and the gal. 
Yeah, well, I wouldn't mind responding with Eloise Walker. How much it costs? Well, then I was happy to tell you that the service is free, gratis, and without any payment of any kind. Except for a slight carrying charge of $5 a letter. $5 a letter? Who's carrying these letters? John D. Rockefeller? Oh, no, Andy. There's a charge that I have no control over. Oh, that's a standard fee set by the Federal Lonely Hearts Commission, Washington, D.C. I can't touch that, you know. Well, okay, okay, Kingfish, it's a deal. Give me your address and I'll start the pot boiling. No, no, Andy, wait a minute. Now, the way the thing works is that you raise the letters and you bring them over here to this office. We send them to her. And then we work the same thing, vice versa, with her letters coming back to you. See what I mean? Then we give them to you and all that stuff. Oh, thing. yeah. Well, boy, what a romance this is going to be. Me, Eloise Walker, and the United States Post Office. Oh, yeah. Well, in the past two weeks, and there's written 15 letters to Eloise Walker. I've answered every one of them. <laughs> yeah, why... Oh, this thing is working great. Oh, Brother Andy, yeah, well, what, uh, you got another letter for your sweetheart, Eloise? No, sir, Kingfish, but I got some great news. Mm, what's that? Eloise Walker gets into town tomorrow. What's that? Yes, sir, she's going to be singing down there at the Bijou Theater, and I'm going to be right there when she arrives. Well, now, now, now wait a minute, Andy, look at you, you're going to be, you, you can't, uh, the, the rules of the club is that you... Hey, Kingfish, what's wrong? The veins is popping out on your head there as big as pencils. You look like you don't had a shock. A shock? Yeah, I ain't never seen you look like this since the day the draft board called you down to explain them 26 dependents. Yeah, well... Oh, me, Eloise Walker got in town this morning... How's I going to keep Andy from going down there and finding this whole thing is a fake? I never felt worse in my whole life. Come in, Shorty. Well, I mean, if it ain't my happy friend, if it ain't the gay and cheerful, if it ain't the bright and smile, yeah, yeah, I, 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 who died, King Fig? <laughs> Oh, shorty, shorty, I tell you, I was in a mess. I was getting some money from Andy, you see, for faking a meal or the romance between him and Eloise Walker. Hey, Eloise Walker, the singer? The, 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 the sweet nightingale of the Southland? Yeah, and the nightingale just flew into town, and Andy's all set to go down and build and coo with her. Holy smokes, what a problem. Oh, King, you, you, you ain't got no problem. All you got to do is tell Andy, uh, all you got to do is get the gal to explain to the two, uh, tell them, uh, get the government, uh, go ahead, uh, 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 and don't waste no time about it, neither. <laughs> You know, Shorty, when you talk out, it'll come out like a stupid version of the Einstein theory sometimes. Well, I had something there, but it got away from me. Remember <laughs> what I was trying to say is, arrange a meeting between Andy and the gal, and then get some other gal to pose as Eloise Walker. You could even get Henrietta, my, my old manicurist, to do it for five bucks. Yeah, that would work, Shorty. The only thing is, Andy has seen a lot of pictures of Eloise. As I recall, that, uh, your manicurist ain't exactly no slim nightingale. But them double chins of hers and all that fat, right? She more of the droopy pelican type, you see. <laughs> you, you could explain that to Andy by, by telling him that Eloise has changed, that the pictures he seen of her was retouched and all that stuff. Yeah, see? I can see that Eloise just happened to be one of them ugly gals that takes good pictures. Mm. You know, uh, you know, tell her that, uh, tell him that he is uh, photogenic. That's what I do there. <laughs> Great idea, Shorty. Yeah, I'll have her to come in and even sing for him and everything. Yeah, you know something, Kingfish? I, I, I used to correspond with a girl like that. 
Well, first I'd write a real romantic letter, and, and then she asked for my picture, but I couldn't send her my picture. After all, you can tell from looking at me that I ain't exactly a victim of tour type, you know. I'll go along with you there, yeah. Yeah, so, so, so someone told me to send this guy my, my younger brother's picture and say it was me. Good. Say, so that's what I did. I, I sent my brother's picture to her. Oh, and that kept up the romance, huh? No, it killed it. He's uglier than I. <laughs> Well, Henrietta, when Andy gets here now, don't forget you are supposed to be Eloise Walker, the singer, you know. Yeah, Kingfish, I've all set. That'll slow the boy down, all right. <laughs> you think when he meets me, he's going to be cured of Eloise Walker? Well, Henrietta, I got an idea that your face is going to be the biggest cure since penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you, Kingfish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. I hear Andy clapping down the hall now. Look here. You go on in the back room there, and I'll call you. Okay, Kingfish. Don't forget your plans. Well, Kingfish, Sir Galahad is here. Mm-hmm. Where's my little dream gal? Say, lover boy, you really got all spruced up there to meet her, didn't you? Hmm, well, another thing, I noticed you got some cologne on there. You got that fresh outdoor smell. Well, tell you the truth, I was all out of cologne, so I just dabbed the felt from the airwick bottle behind my ear. <laughs> when is she getting here? I can't wait. Yeah, well, she, she's here now, and to tell you the truth, she's in the back room there getting fixed up. Yeah. But uh, before I call her in, there's something, Andy, that I want to explain to you, old You fella. ain't got to explain nothing about Eloise. Boy, judging from her sweet voice and them pictures of her, she is... Well, she's the most beautiful little gazelle I done ever see. Yeah, well, Andy, you know, the law of nature does strange things. Do, huh? The sweetest rose must someday shrivel up. <laughs> the finest wine turns sour. And the brightest sun must set. Kingfish, what is you driving at? And within the next couple of minutes, you was coming face to face with a total eclipse. That's right. <laughs> Listen, your eyes on pins and needles. Tell her never mind fixing up. All right, Anna. Just in case you black out now, you better stand over there on the soft spot on the rug there. <laughs> I'll call in now. Wait a minute now. All right, here we go. Oh, Eloise. Do I hear you call? Your nightingale calls. Kingfish, I'm getting out of here. Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute. Come back here, Andy. Now, feel like a man. Come in, Eloise. Oh, Andy, my darling, my dream man, come to me. Kingfish, this ain't no eclipse. This is the end of the world. <laughs> no, you Andy. My, my, I never dreamed you were just handsome from your letters. Why, when I first see you standing there, I couldn't believe my eyes. Mm. Likewise. <laughs> there he is. At long last, the two special delivery lovers meet. Ha, ha, ha. Sing something for the boy, Eloise. Get him in the romantic mood. When I hear you call. Beautiful fan, eh, Andy? Yeah, what in the world is it? Why, darling, that's the Indian love code. Hmm. If that's their love call, no one of the Indians is a vanishing race. (laughs) 
got to be getting back to the theater. And I'll be seeing you this evening. Well, I don't know if you will. I got an idea I'm going to be tied up for six or seven months. <laughs> I'll call you or something. Well, I'll be seeing you. Well, I'll be seeing you. Uh, what's the matter? Kingfish, the nightingale of the South has turned out to be the buzzard of 135th Street. <laughs> well, and uh, what is that you saying that Eloise Walker is a big, fat, homely gal? Oh, boy, you ought to see her. I had a 1920 Franklin that had a better body than she's got. <laughs> Andy, what is you talking about? Me and my wife, Ruby, went over to see the show at the Bijou last night, and that Eloise Walker was playing there. She one of the most beautiful gals I ever seen, and I guarantee that she don't weigh more than 118 pounds. 118 pounds? Is you talking about one of her legs? <laughs> I don't understand the whole thing, but I know that you didn't meet Eloise Walker. The Kingfish done pulled a fast one on you, son. That's what it done done. But I can't figure out why he done it, though. He didn't have nothing to gain. Look, Andy, with all them letters Eloise sent you, I'll bet she's right down at the theater now waiting for you, right now. Yeah, and I'm going right down to the theater and see her. And, boy, I'll bet she'll be glad to see me, yeah, too. I'd say she would be, too, Andy. Oh, yeah, Amos. I'm going down there, and I'm telling you something. Before the month is out, I'll bet we'll be seeing the preacher, and me and the nightingale is going to be sharing the same net. <laughs> Miss Walker, Miss Walker. Oh, it's you, Joe. Come on in. Uh, uh, say, Eloise, uh, you going out to eat, or you want something sent in the dressing room here? No, I'm a little tired after those first three shows, and on top of that, I had a lot of trouble with Harry again. Harry? Uh, your piano player? Yeah, if there's anything I can't stand, it's a fresh guy, and that Harry was, was really fresh. Always trying to get fresh. I had to give him his notice. Well, uh, that's too bad, Eloise. Uh, you got anyone else in mind? Yeah, I got a line on a new accompanist. He's written me a couple of times saying he'd like to be with me. You probably heard of him. Little Jack Darling. Yeah, Jack Darling. Uh, I never met him, but I understand he plays a great piano. Yeah. They say he has a great touch on the ivories, a beautiful technique. I'm waiting for him now. He's coming over this afternoon to see me. Send him in if you see him, huh? Okay, Eloise. Thanks. I'll tell you one thing. If this Jack Darling turns out to be another fresh guy, he's gone right out on his ear. Wow. Her Highness is in a tough mood today. Well... Uh, excuse me, mister. Could you tell me where Eloise Walker's dressing room is? Oh, yeah. Right over there. She's expecting you. Uh, expect me? Yeah, yeah. You can go right on in, darling. Hmm. Darling. <laughs> These show business people show is friendly. Well, I'll knock on the door. I bet she's panting to see me ever since she hit New York. Mr. Eloise Walker. That's me. Hot dog. <laughs> Come in. Come in. Uh, excuse me, but I is, uh, uh... Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm Eloise Walker. Did you have some business with me? Well, I'll say. The man say you respecting me. Oh, yes, and I'm certainly glad you showed up. I think we're going to be able to work something out a lot faster than I thought we were. 
<laughs> it can't be too fast for me. You know, I was very happy when I got your letters. Naturally, I've heard a lot about you. Mm, natural, yeah. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but that certainly is an unusual name you have, uh, darling. Oh, I wouldn't say so, honey baby sweetheart. <laughs> Wait a minute here. You're not another one of those fresh guys, are you? Well, uh, who, who, me? Uh, uh, no, ma'am. Well, no, ma'am. good. Because I've been looking forward to this for a long time. You know, after all, I've heard nothing but raves about your technique. Ah, ah. <laughs> You'll find out. Well, here's the deal. I'd want you for at least 35 weeks. You'll get traveling expenses and $125 a week. Holy smoke, this is even better than I thought. <laughs> well, now, look, the thing I want to know, as uh, long as we see an eye-to-eye on everything, uh, just when will we set the fatal day? Well, I think a week from tomorrow would be fine. A week from tomorrow, huh? Yes, I'll have to get rid of my other man first. Yeah, well, I got a few loose ends I got to dust off my uh, Now, just one more very important thing I'm interested in. Uh, would you make all the arrangements we need? Oh, sure, certainly. I'll get the license, the ring, the tickets to Niagara Falls, and all that stuff. The license? The yeah. ring? What the world are you talking about? Well, if we're getting married, you got to have all that stuff in it. Married? Wait a minute. Aren't you little Jack Darling the accompanist? No, of course not. I as Andy Brown, the fellow you rich you was in love with. Listen, I never wrote you a letter my whole life, and besides, I'm very happily married. But wait a minute, here. I got the letters here signed with your name. Here they is right here. A fellow by the name of George Kingfish Stevens handled the whole thing. I don't know anything about these letters. I never wrote them. Somebody's forged my name to those things. Now, look, if you don't get out of here, I'm going to call a manager. Oh, uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm going. I'm going. Hmm. I done read her 15 letters that the Kingfish charged me $5 a piece for. I got a sneaking suspicion that Kingfish has gypped me again. Listen, Kingfish, you read them letters and you know it. And look here, I ain't admitting nothing. The deal is over, done finished and closed. And you ain't getting your money back. Kingfish, you done gypped me out of $75 and you is a crook. Well, let that be a lesson to you. Next time you deal with a crook, get something in writing. <laughs> Listen, Kingfish, I... Uh, wait a minute now, wait a minute. Uh, come in, come in. Uh, yeah, sir, what can I do for you, sir? Which one of you guys is the one they call Kingfish Stevens? Uh, I adore Stevens. Uh, who is you? I happen to be Eloise Walker's husband. <laughs> oh, well, now, well, uh... Well, glad to know you, Mr. Eloise. Stevens, <laughs> I want to talk to you about some letters. Yeah, well, wait a minute. I ain't the man you want, though. This here the man right here, Andy Brown. He the fellow that wrote the letters to your wife. He's the one that done everything. Poison Ten Brown. There he is. Mrs. Brown, huh? Now, I'll just uh, get on out here, because I know you don't want no witnesses while you tan them apart. I'll just... <laughs> Stay right where you are. Yeah. My wife said Brown here didn't have nothing to do with it. Yeah. He's just a poor dope. Yeah, that's me, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, them letters caused my wife a whole lot of embarrassment. And on top of that, she was so upset, she missed two performances. The manager docked her $175. I ain't going to stand for that. Uh, that's right. Uh, that, that's right. Uh, just go back and tell him he can't do that to Listen, you. Steven. I'm getting that $175 out of you, either in cash or in blood. Now, which one's it going to be? Well, now, look here. Wait, wait a minute. Don't let's start no transfusion around here. Wait a minute. Don't, don't hit me. Don't hit me, please, sir. 
Wait a minute now. We, 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 we can settle this thing. The only trouble is I ain't got no 175 All I got here is the $75 that I got from Andy Brown here. And I got $25 of my own money. Here, mister, I'll give you the $100. We'll hand it over. And be quick about it. Yeah, sir, yeah, sir, yeah, sir. Here, 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 here. Wait a minute, sir. Wait a minute. That's my money. You keep out of this. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Stevens, I wouldn't ever try this no more if I was you. So long, boy. Well, Andy, what's wrong with you, you big dummy? Why didn't you speak up and say something when the man got our money? After all together, both of us could have taken him. Listen, Kingfish, you was the only one that was taken. That ain't Eloise's husband. That's a pal of mine, and he's giving me all the money as soon as I leave. Sunday at the same time when Lever Brothers Company, the makers of New Rinso with Solium, will again present the Amos and Andy Show. Stay tuned for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.